Something is coming. A fan podcast, 65 million years in the making. Jurassic Park Minute. Now available on iTunes. And visit us at facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Minute. Welcome to the Lost World Minute, minute by minute podcast, reviewing the 1997 sequel to Jurassic Park, one minute at a time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And today we're discussing Minute 17 of the Lost World. And this week we have news. Jeff Goldblum confirmed to return for Jurassic World 2. Yep. <laughs> Excited? I am, yeah, actually. Uh, I, Jeff Goldblum was actually hit between him and Sam Neill. Uh, they've, they've always kind of teeter-tottered as between my favorite characters in the mo- in the movies. So I'm really excited. Any any amount of Malcolm is a good amount of Malcolm in my book. Agreed, agreed. Um, I did just recently see him in Independence Day Resurgence, and I, it was probably one of the better parts of that film that I enjoyed. Um, it's, it's good to see him back, how big a role he's going to have, whether it's just going to be a cameo. Um, we know it's going to be a little bit more than just his book showing up like it did mm-hmm. in uh, Jurassic World. Yeah, I hope I hope by the, end, by the time it's all said and done, the movie's over, he doesn't get uh, the same sort of hate thrown at him as Sam Neill did for Jurassic Park 3. I think we're past yeah. that now, and uh, Colin and that, the writers on the, on the team are, uh, are trying to do a good job with it. They've got the time, so let's hope that uh, it's all good from here on in. Well, personally, even since the uh, before the Jurassic World came out, I was always hoping that one of the original cast would return, and we get to see one of them, either Sam Neill or Jeff Goldblum, uh, and see get to see them saying something like, "This park is uh, is uh, they say something foreshadowing like, this park is set up to fail, it's doomed to fail, it's something like that," where they denounce the idea of Jurassic World. Well, that's the thing, and that was one thing missing from Jurassic World. There was no, no protest. Like, yes, the park had been open. The park had been open for ten years or whatever, but there mm-hmm. was no, um, there was no backstory or nothing about. Uh, well, it felt it felt like Jurassic Park itself didn't matter. Um, yeah, pe- people died. People died on on that exact same island and in some places the exact same spot. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just bulldozed over, and uh, we're just going to do it again, no matter no matter what. Um, I know, sort of Larry sort of hints at the first park being legit in that, but um, Claire says it's in poor taste in wearing the shirt. But hey, you poor taste you inviting guests back when the first park had its problems. Fair enough, it was human caused issues mainly that uh, mm-hmm. led to the first park's fail, but. Hmm. Uh, what do you think? Um, well, the first part I always kind of feel felt like uh, it was this grand, beautiful design, and Jurassic World felt cheap. It felt commercialized, and I just didn't like that feeling. I mean, I I give that this is it would be the natural progression 
that Jurassic World would have taken, would that Jurassic Park would have become Jurassic World eventually, with these kind of big commercialistic uh, venues. Hmm. But I still didn't really like uh, the look of it. It just seems so generic, you know, like a, like a Six Flags Great America kind of uh, deal. Yeah, and it would have it would have sort of started to change along those lines. Like, yes, fair enough, it was uh, investors starting funding the park, the first park. But mm-hmm. um, especially, I reckon, by mid-90s and the 2000s, um, if they had the same problem here as uh, audience numbers or tendencies dropping, um, people losing interest in the dinosaurs, um, or even more people trying to get to the island. So I still believe that original park was only meant for... 15 to 20 people at a time. Just being the helicopter ride there, yes, okay, that might have been just for VIPs, but there was the only other way of getting to the island we know about was the wharf, and that was only for supply ships. Mm-hmm. Um, the ride, the um, viewing area right inside the visitor centre only held about 15 people. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and the most we see is Explorer 5, which four people per car would be... Um, 20 people anyway, so it just didn't seem like a high a high volume park. It just it just seemed like a a secluded safari park. Um, it did, which made the isolation so much more um, believable. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, it also seemed like it was this kind of more safari resort. It was more of a it was less of a theme park. More of like a resort park, like something you'd see in like the Bahamas or something, where you go to there and you'd spend a week there. It's a vacation resort, not just something you'd go to see just the attractions, but you'd go there to relax. You go there to kind of unwind. It'd be it'd be uh, much more catered to. Yeah, Jurassic World. Yeah, exactly. And it's sort of one line in the film that I dislike is when they arrive at the visitor center and. John Hammond walks in and throws his arms in the air and says, "Welcome to the most advanced amusement park in the world." Well, no, it's not an amusement park. If anything, it's a, it's always he says before it's a biological preserve. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, and even Ludlow at the end of this film says, "Why build a destination resort thousands of miles from anywhere?" That's mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's a destination resort, and hey, we've got animal attractions at the same time. Yeah. Um, well, I think. In Hammond's mind, it was supposed to be this grand amusement park, but what he built, what his dream was, and he just really didn't know how to describe it in in a way. What his dream was was this beautiful resort where you'd come on wine, relax, look at these incredible uh, genetic creations, and just be in awe. You wouldn't, they wouldn't be. I don't think Hammond would have approved of a like a petting zoo, for mm. example where you ride the di- baby dinosaurs. It just seemed like he would have found that somewhat cruel. Yeah. Yeah, and can't forget, too, that they will still a year away from opening, so marketing probably hadn't even had a chance to start uh, working on how they were going to present the island um, mm-hmm. to, to the world and everything else. Like, I, I believe in the book, he wanted just to make the animals and have it as a, um, as a preserve, but uh, InGen wanted to recoup the losses and uh, have, make it as a park mm-hmm. to, to have paying paying people to see the animals to recoup the uh, money they'd spent on making them and um, it does make sense to try and recoup the money somehow but um, yeah 
Yeah. Well, there it is. <laughs> in mm. uh, Malcolm's words. Time will tell how big a role he's going to have. I don't see his role coming in and taking over from Owen and Claire, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. um, as much as I'd want them to take a sideline for the next film, I think... Uh, uh, maybe post in a post Jurassic World world, they um, Owen and Claire s- look for Malcolm to say, "Hey, you were right the first time. What can we do to stop mm-hmm. it now, or something like that?" Yeah, as long as he's not locked away in a mental institution somewhere or <laughs> injured, haven't done something to him. <laughs> I can't imagine being the type though to um, to kind of like go to Jurassic World with a big with a big uh, board sign that says dinosaur, <laughs> dinosaur this is going to fail. Mm. You know? Yeah. So they're going to yeah. kind of scaring kids tough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's sort of one thing someone was saying online there yesterday um, about him spouting chaos and everything else. Well, he didn't spout any chaos in this film. He, um, by this time, he'd been um, engendered sort of uh, ruined his career and he didn't seem to be practicing chaos. Now we'll get in the, this minute um, that he's been on some research research missions with uh, Kelly but mm-hmm. not exactly sure what he's up to at this point in time. Um, but uh, anyway, we can get to that in a minute ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and, and screaming. It came out today that James Cromley announced that his character's name is Benjamin Lockwood, and he was a former partner of John Hammond. And he's the owner of the Lockwood Mansion. Oh, no. That's why I can see a comment here asking if anyone remembers him from being in Jurassic Park. That's uh, retconning in a partner. Okay. It was all, back in the beginning, it was all Hammond and Woo. Or more so in the novel, but, um... Hmm. I don't know about that. I suppose uh, it's well, it's no different to just making him another rival of InGen or something. But, um... I suppose I was hoping for Hedda Bison or something. Um, I think it's supposed to represent the kind of character... There was a character in the first novel of that was partners with Hammond. It was Norman Abernathy or something like that. And That so, name sounds familiar. Yeah, and he was cut out early and just kind of, yeah, he was just kind of a brief mention in the novel. But I think that's where they might be going with this. I wonder if that that was, I can't recall if that was brought up in the Trespasser, Hammond's memoirs, if that's where I've heard it. It's when we're possible? In, yeah, when they're in um, Hammond's office there on Sauna, but... Um... You'd think he'd be uh, he'd be happy he got away from it early and didn't get stuck with the lawsuits and everything else, but um... I was Norman uh, Atherton. That w- that was his name. Atherton. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, yeah, the Atherton Trackway in Trespasser, the the, the uh, monorail, the monorail was called that. I what believe. was it called? The Atherton Trackway, Acton Parkway. Oh. oh yeah. I don't know, I never actually played Trespasser. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Squashed walkthroughs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. It was either the trackway or the... Um, pathway, yeah. Anyway, we'll look into that for uh, next time this comes up. But um, 
No, I, I, I love Stephen Cromwell. Everything he's in, um, he's he's a good guy in bad guy roles from uh, Babel. Mm-hmm. Some of the uh, bad guy roles he plays, so I'm definitely happy to see him back in this film or in this film. Um, I'm a big fan of James Cromwell as well, so mm. I've always enjoyed his movies from Babe to uh, like what was it, um, Shawshank? He, I, no, it was it Shawshank? Can't remember. Oh, he was the warden. He was Green Mile. Yeah, he was the warden. The warden Green Mile. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love him in Green Mile. I like him in uh, Space Cowboys. He's a good actor. He's also the warden in Longest Yard too. So he. Yeah. He played the warden a few times. Um, Mm Mhm. Yeah. I can't recall now. There was a. I think there was an '80s one, but I think I'm getting um, mixed up with um someone else so I thought he was evil there was a couple of the 80s action movies he was evil in one of Arnie's movies or something oh Eraser he was evil guy in Eraser too from the early 90s but that's uh, that's one many <laughs> many movie watchers don't see mommy daddy you've got to come see this I found something other news too is uh, they're starting to get into swing full gear over at Hawaii um mm-hmm. Up the back of Kalua Ranch, there's uh, three major sets being built by the looks of it. Um, what they are, we've only got, again, uh, shots from far away. But um, it's good to see they're building up the back of that valley again. Whether the background's mm-hmm. going to be included or not, that'll be a completely different story when we see it. But, yeah. <laughs> I think also, too, because they're sort of up the back of the ranch area, um, like the only way people are going to get in to see that's the, uh, the quad bike tour, I believe they said. And I've got a apologies to Real News Hawaii. I keep on calling them Real Tours. But that's what I've always known them as. But they, um, they have changed the name a little bit while, a while ago when they started chasing other things apart from Jurassic, Jurassic News. We've been on the verge of Chapter 11 ever since that accident in the park. If you would like to donate, Chris Pratt's currently got a uh, competition on with Universal, which is another good sign. The video he recorded to advertise this uh supposedly was shot on set over at Hawaii, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, $10 uh, entry, I think you can enter about 10 times at the most, so that'd be like a $100 entry, and um, it's, it's to go see, spend time with uh, the guys on Jurassic World 2 on set in Hawaii. I would, of course, totally enter myself, but... I have like zero budget to do a Hawaiian vacation. Yeah, we um, it is for the it's to support the Seattle Children's Hospital. Um, there are as well as the ten dollar, I think there's a fifty dollar and a hundred dollar um, price as well to enter. It just gets you mm-hmm. more tickets in the uh, in the draw. Um, mm-hmm. Note it does say that uh, airfares and that are included, but um, again. I wouldn't be able to have have enough time off work. It's it's definitely towards the top of my bucket list to be over there and to do it with Chris mm-hmm. Pratt would be amazing. <clears throat> I'll just have that sort of access to the sets um, because as we know, these sets don't hang around for long once filming's set and done. So it would be an experience of a lifetime. Unfortunately, you have a, <laughs> a couple of million Jurassic Park fans to uh, enter as well, but it is for mm-hmm. it is for a good cause. So. If you do have the available income or the a couple ten bucks handy, throw it in. You never know. 
a lot of these things, one ticket, if you only buy one ticket, you have a chance to win, so... Alright, well, if that's it for uh, new stuff this week, um, you want to get into the minute 17? Yeah, what? Alright. As the 16th minute ends, we get an introduction to Nick Van Allen and then to Kelly Malcolm, happy to see her father once again. Until Ian tells her that she's going to a babysitter. At the 16 minute mark, Kelly gets up from a chair, continuing the discussion of why she can't stay with Sarah. Following his daughter, Malcolm says that Sarah's out of town. At 16 minutes and 10 seconds, Kelly climbs onto a chair and starts spinning around, saying, Stop saying fantastic. And where are you going, anyway? Ian reassures her that it's only going to be for a couple of days, and that he wouldn't be going unless it was really important. At 16 minutes and 20 seconds, Kelly forcefully pushes the note back to Ian and says, I'm your daughter too, you can't just abandon me whenever opportunity knocks. At 16 minutes and 25 seconds, we get our first voiceover from Eddie Carr saying, Dr. Malcolm, downstairs please. At 16 minutes and 34 seconds, as the two continue to argue, Kelly tells Ian that she wants him to crack down on her a little bit, to ground her, or yell at her. Malcolm replies with, why would he? And the famous Queen Goddess, my inspiration line. He pulls a chair over and sits down next to Kelly. At 16 minutes and 47 seconds, once again we get Eddie Carr over the PA system, Dr. Malcolm, in an urgent voice. At the 16 minute and 58 mark, Malcolm brings up the gymnastics competition, and how she should be looking forward to it. And this ends minute 17 of the Lost World. All right, so pretty much a uh, a talky talky kind of minute between uh, Kelly and Malcolm, or Kelly and Ian. Um, we got uh, coming off the last minute that a troglodyte use um, or cruel good word use. Seems like his uh, his daughter's pretty well educated, <laughs> being able to come up with that sort of stuff. Um, and she asks, uh, why can't she stay with Sarah? Maybe another point that the two have been together for a long time. Normally, and it's probably just a, a um, result of uh, movies and TV, uh, you don't see a lot of um, stepchildren, stepparents getting along with each other, but uh, this seems to be a pretty tight-knit family mm-hmm. until uh, until someone wants to go off on a research mission <laughs> expedition or something. One thing I do love, at the uh, 16 minute and 7 second mark, the camera pulls back around a drafting table and uh, we get a, we get an image of, uh, well, two bits of concept art. One of the uh, Observation M class on the lower right and just above it, um, a concept art for the rear of the trailer um, mm-hmm. with the side opening up and all that that uh, later become the, um, the toy, mm-hmm. which was good. Um, yeah, the concept art for the uh, AAV also becomes the toy as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this this scene is another great scene for uh, concept art. We got a couple good shots of it all over the place here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Malcolm's using "fantastic" too many times, which <laughs> <laughs> is a good little dig. Um, and then uh, Kelly digs a knife in. I'm your daughter all the time. You can't just abandon me whenever opportunity knocks. Which makes you wonder how many times has he just dumped her on Sarah or someone else and ran off, whether it's work-related or if uh, he's gone off to find that future ex-Mrs. Malcolm. Um, mm-hmm. Although being with Sarah for four years, I, I don't think he's... Uh, I think he's changed a bit since Jurassic Park and he's sort of the one-woman kind of guy now. 
Which makes me wonder if uh, there's going to be a Sarah mention in uh, in Jurassic World 2. Or even Kelly. So that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I saw, I think it was Twitter that she posted that Vanessa Lee Chester, Kelly's actress, said that she'd be interested, or more than interested, to reprise the role as well in Jurassic, in Jurassic one of the upcoming Jurassic movies. Mm. Number one box art, box office of the franchise. <laughs> I think everyone's yeah. starting to come out of the woodwork. Because uh-huh. mm. we've had Laura Dern say she wants to come back as well. So mm-hmm. um, I don't think Sam Neill said anything yet. I think he's been asked about it on Twitter, but he's been sort of skipping the question, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We get the uh, the comments back from Malcolm that, uh, gee, that hurts my feelings. Did your mother tell you to say that which uh, sort of lends to the fact that maybe it was a bit of a messy divorce because um, we know from uh, is it this one no from the next minute that uh, she split and dumped Kelly there and fled to Paris so the uh, the breakup was that messy she just had to get out of the country we get another piece of concept art here as they sit down at another table with the uh, the trailers mm-hmm. um, which again is a nice bit of art and God bless the internet for when this stuff finally come online, or once I finally go online to find it. Um, back in 97, 98, with the DVD and the, um, and the camera, trying to take screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> just, so I, just so I had something something of it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, DVD's never paused well. <laughs> and he gets the line here of, uh, Queen that got us my inspiration. I've Google that everywhere and all I can find is this quote from the movie so it's just something they've, they've made up for the film I thought it might have been uh, from early literature or something but I couldn't find any reference to it and also while uh, these two are chatting along we start getting the uh, the Eddie Carter over the PA Dr. Malcolm downstairs please <laughs> Dr. Malcolm downstairs please just seems to seems to get funny and funny each time they do it and even um Okay. It gets more and more insistent each time. Yeah. Dr. Malcolm. But then when he gets downstairs, he doesn't do anything. <laughs> he, um, it's the next minute, but he just um, shows him the high hide. Dr. Malcolm downstairs. Mm-hmm. And gives uh, Malcolm another trailer light. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, in, There was originally meant to be more to that scene than there was. Ah, okay. All right, we'll get to it when we get there. And Kelly's insisting to come along with him and be a research assistant like she was in Austin. Um, Again, we don't know what what he was doing there. I don't know if it was being a mathematician. We know uh, in the novel he was going around still lecturing about um, evolution and stuff like that, which I don't know why a mathematician would be lecturing about uh, evolution. Yeah, it's, it's sort of ambiguous. We don't know what he's been up to. Apart from uh, his career being ruined by InGen. Mm-hmm. Um, and we end out the minute with uh, the start of Chekhov's gun, the uh, gymnastics competition, and being cut from the team. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that's something... Uh, I always kind of figured that, and this is maybe me just projecting my own experience into, this, into the movie, was um, when people say, well, she's so good, why did they cut her? Well, I really don't think she actually cut her. I think she quit. Uh, that's just a little headcanon of mine, is that she quit because she wanted the attention from her father that she never got. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's and I was going to bring it up in the next minute. Um, it's never that's never said why why she was cut. It's it's presumed that because she was not wasn't any good at it. Um, mm-hmm. But it could have been a number of things. There could have been too many people in the in the team. Um, as you said, she like she said she wants to ground her. He wants the um the father to ground her or crack down on her. Um, maybe just trying to get attention. She's she's quit the team for that reason. But we as we see later, I don't I don't think because she wasn't any good. But but then it doesn't. You don't have to be that difference between uh, being competition good and just being good at gymnastics. Sort of either one's yeah. going to help you kick a raptor out a window. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we can talk about that in the next minute when we get to it. Yeah. Um, is that all? All from this minute? Um, not much, not much happening. Just a bit of uh, dialogue between Malcolm and his daughter. This one. That's all I got. All right. All right, guys. Let's get the hell out of here. Contact details are on the website thelostworldminute.com. You can email feedback to thelostworldminute at gmail.com. Facebook the Lost World Minute. Twitter at the Lost World Minute and Instagram the Lost World Minute. Easy to remember. Yeah, yeah, very easy to remember. Right. <laughs> uh, David, thank you for joining me for this recording. You're welcome. And uh, we'll be back. I've been Brad. I'm Dave. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Goodbye. Talk to you later. Bye. It is absolutely imperative that we work with the Costa Rican Department of Biological Preserves to establish a set of rules for the preservation and isolation of that island. These creatures require our absence to survive, not our help. And if we could only step aside and trust in nature, 